You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Doing well. Friday in the summertime, can't complain. That's right. It's sunny. It's not too hot. Um, we're trapped inside, so let's uh, let's get through this and uh, get out there and get doing stuff and start the weekend. I like it. We actually got a little rain here, which is a good thing. So we have a special episode and a special guest today um, that's joining us. I'm pretty excited about it. Her name is Cameron Nada, and she happens to be my daughter, who is 17, recently graduated high school with very high honors and will be attending Michigan State University in the fall. And I wanted to bring her on so I could ask her all sorts of questions about what her intentions are at school next year <laughs> and have that recorded on record. Um, right, right. Something of <laughs> something of fish. Yeah, that's right. So all those questions I sent you that we were going to ask you, Cameron, we're not really going to ask you any of them. (laughs) No, just kidding. In all reality, um, Cameron is about to turn 18 in August. And so there's a lot of different financial things that an 18-year-old who is technically in the eyes of the law, now an adult, has to do or gets to do. And so we wanted to kind of pick Cameron's brain and see what her thoughts were on finances and then kind of take everyone with us down this series of podcasts about how to get ready for your child turning 18. I love it. Congratulations, Cameron. We're glad to have you. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Even if it wasn't by choice, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. My dad still has leverage over me. I think that's the number one uh, takeaway. Yeah. Dinner was being held over my head tonight. (laughs) For a month and a week, five weeks, I have leverage over her. And then she's an adult, so she can do whatever she wants, according to the law. And she did actually ask me, so how much do I get paid for this appearance, Dad? <laughs> right. <laughs> so break the news. So finance is our uh, front and center here. <laughs> yeah, right. And to break the news to her that our podcast isn't that famous. We don't have money yeah. to pay guests yet. But our, our tape listeners um, <laughs> haven't, right. uh, haven't brought us any advertising <laughs> revenue or anything yet. So you're getting paid the same thing I am. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Right. <laughs> So um, with that, Cameron, we do have a list of questions for you. And we kind of want to talk about finances in general and kind of how you're feeling heading into college and heading into being adult. And so question number one that we have for you is what is your biggest financial concern? I think with anyone going into college, myself included, especially going to a Big Ten college and paying for that college experience. Student loans are a big one for me. Thinking I will spend the rest of my life owing money to people is a big financial concern. I think for most people my age, but especially when you go to a big college. There's uh, no surprise there. And uh, I think the, the main thing to think about is, you know, you want your student loans to, to stay manageable it may be inevitable that you end up with some and, and Nick and I haven't talked about this, so I don't, I don't pretend to know what your entire plan is here, but, you know, just 
I think the the main thing that in general we like to tell people is just be intentional about how you spend your tuition money. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Dave. And and so student loans, number one, I, I guess somewhat of a proud dad moment. I'm glad that you're worried about them, right? I'm glad you're not <laughs> like, hey, I'm just going to take out all these student loans right. and I'm not really worried right. about paying them back or what that means for my future self. So the fact that you're aware, I think, uh, puts you ahead of a lot of people. So that's a good thing, right? And then, yeah, some of the, to Dave's point, being intentional about them, um, we throw a rule of thumb around, which is try not to have more student loan debt than you're going to make your first year out of college. Right. Um, I I think that's kind of a a good starting point to think about. Obviously, uh, like all rules of thumbs doesn't work for everybody in every situation, but certainly it's a good thing, good starting point to think about, you know, what am I going to make when I get out of college and trying to get under that amount as far as what you owe to pay back. Yeah, it seems to seems to be a good guidepost to keep things manageable. So, Cameron, now that you're 17 almost 18 and you've acquired a whole bunch of financial knowledge at this point, right? Uh, do you have any financial advice that you give your younger self? Learn how to not spend money. Be okay <laughs> with having money in your bank account. I think I'm a big spender. I like to, I get my paycheck and I like to go on Amazon and I like to get my nails done. And so I think learning how to budget and just put some money aside would have been very beneficial. My dad definitely tried. He tried his hardest, (laughs) (laughs) but somehow that didn't click for me or something. As the objective voice in the room, the first thing that stood out to me was that you're very self-aware about that. And, you know, you recognize right off the bat that you're you're a spender by nature. And I think most of us are, but a lot of people don't realize that until they've amassed, you know, $10,000, $20,000 in credit card debt and are digging themselves out of a hole that they can't easily fill. As the objective uh, one in the room, or the recording anyway, um, <laughs> you know, the, the fact that you're aware of that, I think, uh, goes a long way towards uh, it not becoming a problem. And I also love the fact she used the B word before we did. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> very impressed that you, you know, think about that stuff. Like Dave said, it's a big thing that you're even thinking that way at 17, almost 18. So a good place to be in going into college and being on your own. So I'm curious, Cameron, of your education in high school, how do you feel about your financial education during high school? And are there things that you wish you knew more about? I think right now, there's not a good financial, I mean, there's financial classes for sure. I didn't take any of those. Those did not interest me in the slightest. I mean, I have a financial advisor as a dad. I can just ask him. But um, there's definitely classes, but you're not required to take them. And I think, I don't know if Governor Whitmer passed that bill that it's required now. She did. Yeah, it's been passed. I don't know any details. But yeah, I think having that to be required would be really good. I wish I knew more about like how to do my taxes, like, you can mess that up and you can go to jail for it. They could fine you for it. So that's one thing that like concerns me, but. Well, 
I think the, the first lesson there is taxes are important, but uh, they're also not something to be too stressed about. Take them seriously, yeah, yeah. but uh, don't lose sleep. As a graduating high school senior, do you have any feeling that making a financial literacy class a graduation requirement is going to make a difference? Absolutely. I think Good. having people more self-aware about, I mean, what they're doing with their money, how much money that really, like when you look at a thousand dollars, I look at that and I'm like, oh, that's a lot. But other kids look at that and they're like, oh, that's nothing. Let me swipe my card. Mm-hmm. So having that knowledge, I think will be really beneficial. Good. I hope you're right. It, uh, like anything, you know, you, you've got to put it out there and people got to take it seriously. Um, but at least, you know, at a minimum, hopefully they're talking about student loans and things that are going to affect you guys mm-hmm. in the short term. Because I think that right. is huge. You know, I'm, I'm somewhat shocked about the lack of information that they've sent you on student loans at this point. <laughs> Um, so that might be partially my fault for not looking into it more, but you know, I really haven't. And you can answer this too, Cameron. I'm not sure how much information you've gotten about what's available to you and what that means. I've gotten a couple emails from MSU, not very many. I know for sure that I get a thousand dollars a year for being a Michigan resident, but I believe as of right now, that's all, I mean, that's the only scholarship that I get financial aid wise. I've gotten a couple emails from their office, but nothing very specific to me. Interesting. Definitely something that we're going to have to put on the list of things to talk about at our next family meeting, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and there's probably several hours worth of podcast content there to talk about the FAFSA process and how to read aid letters and how to put together how to pay for college. Absolutely. And and that is something that we're going to have as a part of this series as well. Um, So look forward to the future podcast on that. I know we'll have at least one listener, right, Cameron? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) So this is what I listen to before I go to bed. It's just on a a repeat. (laughs) I'm glad. Hopefully that you soak some of that in while you're sleeping. I'm glad Dave and I can help put you to sleep at night. Right, right. (laughs) So at this point, Cameron, how would you rate your basic money skills? So I've listed a couple of them here. How would you say you would rate your saving? Do you know how to save money? Do you know about saving money? I would give myself a, a four. I know about it. It's just putting it into action. <laughs> that's where that's where a disconnect starts to happen. So I would right. I think I would say a four. I like that. A four. What's your scale? One to ten? Ten being the best? Yeah. Okay. Right. Four out of ten. I like it. What about how to keep track of money? I would say a seven. Okay. Good. Good. You yeah. actually do you proactively keep track of what's going out and where you're spending it? Yes, sometimes, um, especially when I get that notification, hey, you've overdrafted your account, you owe your dad $100 more. It's <laughs> but, not a perfect system, Dave, but there are some <laughs> stop gaps. <laughs> hey, it was a 7 out of 10. It wasn't perfect. That's right. No, right, That's right, right. And, and we're learning about consequences in the meantime, right? When you overdraft your account, you have to com- have a conversation with your dad slash financial advisor. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. And then pay him back the money. <laughs> and that's never fun. 
What about your how to get paid what you're worth? How do you feel about that? I feel it's hard because when you're, when you don't have a degree and when you don't, I mean, you have your high school degree, but you don't have a degree in like a specified area. So it's hard because most of the jobs people work are definitely minimum wage. Um, I'm lucky enough. I work a little bit above minimum wage. So I think it depends on the duties that you're doing and you have to really fight for yourself. If you're doing more duties, you should be getting paid more. I would say like an eight. like it. What about how to spend wisely? That one, I'd <laughs> say like a three out of 10. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm a spender. So hey, the first step is um, acknowledging, right? Was that? In the, in the 10 step program, what's the first yes. step? Yeah, acceptance. <laughs> acceptance. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, what about how to talk about money? I would say, I would say a six. I'm learning to become more open about money. I mean, not with mm-hmm. like people outside of who need to know, but like, especially with my mm-hmm. dad, Hey, overdrafted my account. I'll pay you that money back in two weeks. But, <laughs> So (laughs) maybe longer, depending on the paycheck. So how do you feel about how mom and dad talk about money? Do you feel like we talk to you enough about what's going on? Do you have a good understanding based on kind of your age of our personal financial standing? I feel like I know what I need to know. I know that we budget as a family and I know that yes, we're in good standing, but we're also not multimillionaires. Like I feel like I've known what I need to know. And I think that's been perfect because I'm lucky enough where I don't have to worry about the family's money. So what about how to live a budget? Am I rating that one? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do you have a um, budget? <laughs> I would give a one out of 10. I Do you need would a like to have a budget. I need a budget. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put that on the list of things you can talk to you, your financial planner about. How's that? Sounds great. I'll schedule a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, what about how to invest? I give myself a... Two. I feel like that's something that I can d- learn more about, but I'm not, there's not very many things that I invest mm-hmm. in at the moment. Well, I would give you a much higher score for that because there are things that you invest in. So you have 401k at work, right? Oh, I do. That wasn't my choice, but yeah, <laughs> I definitely do. Still okay. Still counts. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So you have that and you're putting money in and you're investing it. And we went over all that. And by we, I mean you and your financial planner, right? Yes. That's at 17. That's a, that's much earlier than most people do. So I'm going to tell you to give yourself a better score on that one. What about how to exercise your entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, that one is going to need some work in my opinion. I'm going <laughs> to give that one like a four. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. A four. Have you done anything entrepreneurial before? Have you? 
Oh, I used to run my own dog sitting company. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Dog sitting's right? one. Yeah, I used to babysit. I used to do odd jobs. Yeah. There you so. go. A lot, lot better than you thought you were. <laughs> uh, what about how to handle credit? I mean, I don't, do I ha- even have credit? Not yet. But if you start getting student loans, you will. <laughs> and my credit will be bad if I have student loans, right? Depending not on how you, fast I pay not it. if you pay them. <laughs> okay. Not if you pay them on time. <laughs> okay. Well, little informational tidbit. I'm going to give myself. <laughs> I think if I have a really good plan in place, I feel like I will give myself a six out of 10. I like it. If I don't have a plan, my credit will be terrible. <laughs> I feel like I just need a plan. <laughs> I like it. We can do that. So this last one, I'm really interested in your answer. How do you use money to change the world? How do you feel about that? How I do? Am I rating this one or is this just a question? Yeah, you're rating your own money skill when it comes to how to use money to change the world. Oh, okay. I think I always like to say that you vote with your money. The corporations that you put your money towards, put money towards the politicians that are running for president or for senator. My guilty pleasure is McDonald's Diet Coke. And <laughs> it's not something I'm proud of, but it is with extra ice. It's my order. <laughs> I probably go every day. So yes, I'm conscious. And there's a lot of places that I don't go to morally, but also sometimes I lean into those guilty pleasures. So I would say like a, I would say a six out of 10 on that one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you're aware. So that's good. I'm very aware of where I spend my money. I think that's very important. Well, and also what those companies are doing or not doing. So yeah. Dave, do you have questions for Cameron? Yeah. The the one thing that comes to mind as we're talking here is, you know, you're coming at this as the daughter of a certified financial planner. Are there things, and, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, but are there things that maybe you knew more about that maybe your friends didn't because they weren't, you know, lucky enough to be able to sit down at the kitchen table with, with somebody? And, and what would, yeah. what, would your, what should the message to them be? I'm glad you phrased that as lucky, Dave, because that's yeah. the way I saw it too. I'm not hey. sure Cameron did. But. <laughs> she didn't cringe too much. <laughs> no, I really do. It's definitely a privilege to have someone who knows so much about money because, like I said, a lot of my friends don't look at money like in the, if in the future. They just look at it as, oh, I want this right now. Let me swipe my card. So where I come from it as, okay, well, like with student loans, people will, people are taking out student loans left and right around me where I am more conscious about that. Another thing is my dad budgets more than some people in my area do. And so their parents will pay for their gas and will pay for all of this stuff where it was more, you have to do that yourself and get a job and figure out how to do that on your own, which mm-hmm. has taught me pretty good budgeting skills. <laughs> so yeah, good, good. I think I'm tearing up over here. It's I working. Know. It's really working. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. I good. boosted his ego too much. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, and uh, I can't think of any other uh, burning questions to ask. 
So Cameron, do you feel like there are things about finances that um, you're interested in more than other things? Is finance, are, is money or finances interesting to you at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> like that question or that, no. <laughs> I'm being honest. No, I do think it's important to be like aware of your money. I, I just don't find it interesting. I do, actually, that's not true. I do find like how you spend your money and what that does, especially in a country where corporations I play such a big part in the government. I find that interesting, but that's about it. Fair enough. (laughs) I like it. Well, Cameron, thank you very much for joining us today and and kind of kicking off our series about um, how to help your kids when they turn 18 and some of the different things that you need to do and think about. Uh, It was very enlightening and and thanks for playing along. We appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll have you back in a couple of years and see if your um, (laughs) money skills have increased at all. How's that sound? Well, I really hope that the podcast is doing better because I will be charging a fee (laughs) for return appearances. Look at that. You're already figuring out to get paid. Right. Right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, Cameron, and good luck in uh, your uh, your future endeavors here. It's going to be exciting to see how uh, how things work out for you at Michigan State, and uh, all the best. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Take care. And as always, to our listeners, if you have questions, shoot us an email at info at srbadvisors.com. And we're excited to kind of continue this series. And we'll be touching on a lot of different things of what to do when your 17-year-old turns 18 and becomes a real adult. (laughs) Dave, as always, been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you later. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.